Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. Psalm 34:19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord uh, delivers them him out of them all. It has been said that it is our wisdom to reconcile ourselves to the source of afflictions and make the best of them. For there is nothing gained by striving with our Maker. We are to accept them as permitted by God, learn from them, learn that God is in them, and leave the outcome to His great wisdom. I love the story that I read about two little French girls who were playing near a pond of water, and neither of the little girls could swim. So one of them fell in and was beginning to drown, but her little playmate grabbed her by her hair and held her head above the water as she cried out for help. Help did come, and the little French girl was saved. Now, reporters heard of this story and this um, heroic act of this one little French girl and, and how she saved her friend's life. And so they met with her and they were talking with her and they asked her, how has your life changed since you saved your friend's life? And the little girl responded, she won't play with me anymore because I pulled her hair. You know, God sometimes, beloved, has to pull our hair to save our lives. And then sometimes we get mad at him and we want nothing to do with him because we think he has been unfair or he has been unjust or he has been mean to us. God permits affliction in our lives. In fact, he often brings it. Job cried out in uh, Job sixteen twelve. all was well with me, but he shattered me. He seized me by the neck and he crushed me. He has made me uh, his target. Do you feel like that sometimes in your affliction or maybe what you're going through now that God has targeted you? Job was a righteous man, yet he saw affliction. Afflictions are simply trials and hardships, and some of us have, it seems like, more than others. In fact, it seems at times that we have more than our share, and we find ourselves asking why. What do we do when we find ourselves in the midst of affliction? We shouldn't ask why, but I think we should ask what. What, God, do you want me to learn from this affliction? What do you want to teach me in it? God permits affliction to come upon his children. Scripture is laced with godly men and women who have suffered affliction. Israel in Egypt, Samson by the Philistines, David by God, Judah by God, Naomi, Esther, the woman with the issue of blood, the woman who was bent double, and the just is sometimes afflicted by the wicked. Affliction is a part of our lives. It is allowed and it is permitted and it is designed by God many times for several reasons. First and foremost, it is allowed to test us. Isaiah 48.10 says it is, it is God speaking to stubborn Israel and he says, See, I have refined you though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. 
God gets our attention in the furnace of affliction. In fact, he better get our attention because sometimes if we don't get it the first time around, it may come around a second time. Affliction is meant to turn our attention from ourselves and from man to God. Only when our gaze is fixed on God is our hope restored. Because, secondly, affliction is not only sent to test us, but it's sent also to humble us. There is a great lesson we can learn regarding humility in Second Chronicles 33. The story is about Manasseh, king of Judah. Manasseh was an evil king, and God humbled him. God has spoken to Manasseh and his people about the evil that he was doing, but Scripture says they paid no attention. So the first thing we really need to do when we are in the furnace of affliction is to pay attention as to what God is trying to tell us. So the Lord, it says, brought against Manasseh and the army, commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner. He put a hook, it says, in Manasseh's nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Scripture says that in his distress, in Manasseh's distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God, and he humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. So you see, he knew about God before he went astray. And when he prayed to the Lord, it said the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. We have to be reminded at times that the Lord is God and that he gives grace. In fact, more grace to the humble. Affliction proves what's in our heart, and if we will humble ourselves after we see the truth, deliverance usually comes. Affliction is not only designed to test and to humble, but it is also designed to make us seek God and to bring us back to God. How easily and how often do we forget our Lord and our Savior and God our Father? You know, David even cried out, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Affliction, beloved, sometimes is our protection. It's like the hook in Manasseh's nose. It brings us back to the God of our soul. God said to Hosea, And they will seek my face. In their misery, they will earnestly seek me. God will allow affliction to bring us full face to himself. He so desires our love and our fellowship that he permits hard times, he permits trials, and he permits troubles, hoping that they will drive us straight into his loving arms. Affliction is also permitted to show us God's great mercy. Like God to Israel, God's mercy to us is long-suffering toward us individually. Isaiah said, In all their distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. If you are under any affliction this day, let me remind you of God's great promise in Lamentations 3:31 through 33. For men are not cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to the children of men. 
Our affliction, though sometimes intense, beloved, can never separate us from God's great love. And though they seem severe, they are, as Paul says, momentary when compared with our final destination. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Rejoice today, beloved, in your afflictions, for they shall pass. And God, I promise you, will bring something good out of it, for he has a purpose in all affliction. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies, Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of KNEO Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the Insider's Guide to All Things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network.